0: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
2: You're listening
3: to Comedy Central.
2: Now hiring. I guess they got an interim right now. They ain't hiring, hiring no more. But uh, Arizona State coach Herm Edwards Mm -hmm. was fired (laughs) after the old Sun Devils lost to Eastern Michigan at home. That's a game that they should have won. Okay. It's not a game you should lose. A squad like Eastern yeah. Michigan is scrub status, you are Arizona State. That's oh. not the fact that old brother Hearn Bat was lost, but um The fact is that they fired the motherfucker on the field as he was coming off. No. Headed to yep. the locker room. Yep. No. The dirt. God yeah, damn it. In a video. It sees that Herm Edwards is seen talking in the end zone to athletic director Ray Anderson and University President Michael Crow. Really? And what he was seemingly fired on the field after the game.
4: On the
1: field. Like put it in immediately the chat. After?
4: Walking off. Oh, we're talking like the cameras are about to walk up to him and give him the interview.
2: Yeah. And and oh. yeah. Hey coach, how do you feel about getting upset? Excuse me a second, I get fired. What's going on over Oh my right? gosh. Yeah. This is crazy.
4: To make matters worse, you do know that there's staff at the school that didn't want him to be successful. So the other part of the story was that they were giving away the plans that they were using to play the games. Like literally and not even selling it, just like going to the other school and saying, Here's our
2: game plan type wow. stuff. Like they wow. like they did him dirty. Herm should have <laughs> Slap the shit out of that motherfucker right
4: there. No, he
1: knew what was about that. to
4: happen.
2: He ain't finna fall.
4: Herm is, Herm, is, Herm is a true church going black man. You already uh, know. Slept, he won't go lay a hand on that brother. Well, Regardless of how last. hard he used to hit people back in the day, he is a man of the church and, and he ain't putting his hands Did on Did he have
1: brothers. a contingency
2: in the contract? I'm sure he still got his bread, but that don't matter. You ain't embarrass me on the goddamn field? Yeah, you don't do that on the field, man. I'll slap your ass and ask God for forgiveness. How's that for church? For real. My name is Roy. This is my job fair. Yes. And you know it's about that time. It's about that time. We want to hear about your last day at work. It's another quadrant of the show that we don't really get to talk about often. Of course, we have Rod's Relationship Fair every quarter. Talk about that butt-naked sex you're doing with your co-workers, mm-hmm. but also we don't talk often enough about being fired and what being fired is like, and there's always a wild story around a lot of people's last days, so we're going mm-hmm. to hear from a couple people today, shout out to the homie Jonathan Coachman from WWE, mm-hmm. he's going to join the two-time oh, yeah, club today, the old Coachman, yeah, got fired by Vince McMahon himself, he does not have anything nice to say about
4: him, Mm-mm, not one,
2: <laughs> we all remember Dalen Golf. From yes. our Wing Stop last week in Jet Magazine. And uh, gonna talk I'm about that Pepper last Vodka. day at Wingstop. Yeah, Lemon Pepper Vodka episode and Jet Magazine. Fish should be a three time man. got a black man living out in Staten Island. I don't know how the fuck that happened, but we'll find out from him. But
0: uh
2: he uh <laughs> got fired but somehow left with Jordans in front of his supervisor. I don't, I don't even know. know how you connect him. To, how you get right. fired and leave with free shit. Free new shit at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
5: know.
2: But first We'll say hello to everybody. and He is New Jersey's Youth Football Coach of the Month. <laughs> he's, he's voted on by the people in his house.
1: Okay. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. Did your family vote for you? Or did they vote for another coach?
4: Oh Pretty mm-hmm. sure both the kids voted for him. Okay. Uh mm-hmm. Lynn tends to have a higher standard hey, sometimes. Don't so matter.
2: We still polling 60%. Might've, she she got to deal with
4: it. Yeah, that's what it's about. <laughs> That's what it's about. <laughs> it's hard to lose in my anniversary month. By the way,
5: oh.
4: shout out my wife, thirteen years. What? 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 Yeah, love you, baby. Mwah. Okay. I'm very lucky. We we, we literally celebrate each other every day, man. I, I'm the last person you ever want to talk to about being in a bad relationship.
1: Do you do That's flowers that. and candy and stuff?
4: There's a whole bouquet of flowers right up oh. right now, Jay. Like no bullshit. Like there's I a whole that. thing of um, calla lilies and. She doesn't like roses, so I had to learn about flowers and stuff. So yeah, no, we, that's, sweet. that's what we do.
2: She is the white blood cells that keeps the show pure. She is J G. Now, JG, I wanna start since we're talking about people getting fired yes. and people getting laid off and people getting, you know, laid off in fucked up ways. I do think that the important thing to do when you think you're gonna be fired, bring that to your employer. You know, if we're gonna get serious for a second, you know. What I do think you mean? I don't think there's anything wrong with doing some degree of recon. Yeah. firings are going to come out of the blue more often than not. But I don't think it hurts every now and then to check in with your supervisor and oh, just go in motherfucker, we Both of you mm.
4: overachievers, you both mm, overachieving right? wonderful people say things like firing just comes from out the blue. As the one person on here who can talk about still being somewhat close to broke when you're getting fired, you know. All right, like there's no (laughs) there's no status you come to work late, you know what I'm saying? You take the extra lunch the extra lunch period, you do things like when you when you are in a when you're about to get fired, generally speaking at most jobs, you kinda have a hint that they coming for you. You know what I'm saying? And like the only thing you can really do is to cover either cover your ass or just wait. Because when it's coming, you can't do nothing about it, man. You can't do nothing about it.
2: Take me to that moment before you get to that. Like when you coming in late and coming in late and then you can feel like you're wearing out your welcome on coming in late Mm -hmm. coupons. Is that the time to check in? So you're saying there's no way to predict. If you can predict when you're getting fired, then you can predict when the tide is turning and maybe do something to try and change it around, no?
1: Stop coming in late.
2: Sometimes, but
4: yeah but i mean it's not that simple but if you're trying to stop coming in late but where you live at has a traffic problem whether you like leave two
1: hours early. or the places don't work so far away you from leave your two house hours. i mean
4: and that to me and that's an archaic no offense these are but that's an archaic way of looking at excuses. things excuses because because nope nope they're <laughs> not because excuses.
1: and you know how i
4: feel about it sounds excuses. like it until you take in, until you take them to court and get all your money to prove that what you was given as an excuse was a fact like at the end of the day those kind of things sound like excuses, but like when it's real, there's nothing much you can do about it. And it's really up to your employer on whether or not they want to flex to keep you or not. And to answer Roy's question, you can have that talk. I was fortunate in the place that I was at where I got the worst firing, I think where people were looking out for me and they came and talked to me and say, Hey man, you know, you kind of on the fence, but I was getting raised after raise after raise. Mm-hmm. the day that I got fired. Was the first day, I think, in almost three or four months that I had been late and hadn't even thought about it because I was doing so much other stuff that when they called me down to the office to let me go, not only was I in shock, but the rest of the newsroom was in shock, too. So, like, you know, you never really know. Sometimes sometimes it can be a consistent you screw this policy, this policy and this policy. You got to go. Or some days, depending on where you work at, especially if it's a um, an at-will employment place, they don't have to give you a reason. Yeah, they nitpick. You can just come in and get fired.
2: J.G., you and I were swapping a couple texts before we get to uh, Jonathan Coachman, who's standing by with his uh, last day in the WWE story. Mm-hmm. I understand you had to fire eight motherfuckers, Jacqueline. <laughs> Damn. No. I don't know much about mass firings. Is, is that what we call them? Is that safe? <laughs>
4: totally a mass firing. That's,
1: Eight is a mass? It,
4: okay.
2: Yeah. Well, more than yeah. three. Three yeah. or more. It's,
4: yeah. Eight is a mass firing. That could clear out an office cubicle space. Eight.
2: Like, walk us through that, Jacqueline, because, you know, for, for people new to the podcast, you know, Jacqueline works in a number of film and television productions in different capacities, depending on the project and the time of year. And sometimes you're in charge of hiring. Sometimes you are just an employee. And in this instance, who gave the order that you had to make the firings, Or was this your decision?
1: So long story short, there was a film that was in Oregon and it was hemorrhaging money. They were just losing money left and right. And this was a big budget film, per se. And a guy that I worked with down in Mississippi said, I know a little lady who could actually help us. So they called me up to the big leads and I went over there and he told me, before you get here, you need to go ahead and send an email, say, hey, you're coming, you're going to be in this particular position and you want to meet with X, Y, and Z. And I was like, okay. Okay. So I started calling those people and said, hey, I'm going to be on the ground. I remember it.
2: These are crew members. These are crew
1: members. Absolutely. I remember it. Once I sent them an email saying, hey, I'm coming to join you guys, I got them in a group text um, just to say, hey, we need to start looking at how we can start saving money on this film. And I had already delineated and thought it through of who actually needed to go because they were actually doing the same kind of jobs. It was just a waste of time.
2: Is crew the first? place you look to cut budget when you're trying because if they're calling you at this point they're running the risk of not finishing the project yes so can we not cut scenes from the film can you not like because I know in some productions mm-hmm. hey we don't need three locations we can do this in one location and change the angle and put a tile up and make this look like that room and then put it in a different couch like had you already gone through those progressions or were the over just so huge that you're like no nah, we got it Come on in, Terry. We gotta yeah, get the fuck out of here, Terry. I'm sorry.
1: Actually, mm-hmm. the line producer and a couple of EPs, they had got together and they were already looking at which scenes they could cut and also anything that could be rewritten. So they were already looking at that as well. So we were working from the top all the way down to the bottom to save money.
4: When you say hemorrhaging money, could you give me a round figure? It ain't gotta be exact, but how much money were they losing, let's say, a day? Yeah,
2: what was the budget versus what were the overages?
1: Like, gotcha. So this film should have come in under $6 million. They already couldn't account for like $1.5 So
2: they That's were already at 7.5. Yeah. Wow. And counting.
1: And counting.
2: So they send you in. Black woman, help us. Email these motherfuckers and meet with them. You get to Oregon. You got yeah. one of them weird donuts from Google. They are <laughs> everything but glazed donuts. I'm not here to shit on you.
1: I'm not going to say I enjoyed that donut. It it's had intense. bubble gum on the top of it. It was weird. Well, they have one with fruity oh, you pebbles. Did they bacon joint? We had that. I got the fruity pebbles. We got the whole I like thing. The bacon one,
2: it's intense. I just sometimes I just want a glazed donut and they act like I'm asking for it. Like, what do you mean all these other different? You don't want You don't want none of these? Other. No, motherfucker, I don't want none of them other flavors. I want a red glass glazed
1: Oh, <laughs> one other thing I did to actually save money they had like middle management and crew staying in a lovely hotel I moved them right on over to the Marriott $99 a night. Oh they were mad Oh, they were
2: pissed <laughs> Yeah. So you're coming in being counting. So I know you're not liked by anyone No, at this point. Mm. no. what is your day like, Jacqueline? Like, what do you do? Like, who do you talk to? Who do you like in the office? Like, how do you even are you alone? Do you get to have a chit chat or are you just the hired gun terminator. And it's understood that you don't get to socialize because you're here to piss everybody off.
1: Mm. Mm, I never looked at it as piss everybody off. I just looked at it as we have to stop the bleeding. When I did walk in the door in um, to the production office, three of them walked straight out the door. They didn't say, hey, hi, nothing. Took all their stuff with them. So I said to myself, three, eight. That's only five left to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: you, so how do you how do you do a mass firing? Do you call them all in one by one? Pop, pop, pop. Is it all over email? Is it face to face?
1: So, OK, this was the best part for me in this particular situation. I basically put the executive producer and the line producer out there, even though I could have done it. I said, these are my recommendations and I need you to carry this out. I ain't stupid nice. now. I ain't stupid. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, great. So then. So, so you sent people off to get fired. You, you didn't have to necessarily sit them down face to face and give them a really nice Jacqueline Pep Talk speech. And by the way, we don't need your services no more. You trash. Bye. Like, you, you didn't no, have to do that.
2: I, because you're such an empath just in mm-hmm. real life, just in general. Yeah. But you're also the person, you're the employment grim reaper to a degree. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: How are you able to turn that off in a corporate sense? Because somebody could call into this show right now and go, yeah, I work with animals and the animals be dying, and your ass will cry for 20 minutes. We have to stop recording <laughs> and shit so you can go gather yourself. Thing. But then the whole thing. you can just walk into a place eating a voodoo donut and just go, yeah. <laughs> I need you to get fucked up. Thank you very much. Nothing personal. It's been real. See ya.
1: Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know how I turn that off and on. I just spent enough time in politics to know when you need to smile and when you just need to get stuff done. That's the only way I can look at it.
2: You get three freebies out the door, five to go. Walk us through it.
1: Think about this as well. I don't know these people. So I am not attached to them. So I'm not worried about that. The only thing I'm worried about is we have to stop the hemorrhaging of money because this large organization is not happy. So those next five people, it was actually a Friday. We went to camera on Monday. I sent those five people a specific text message and it said, what do you need to be successful on Monday, exact words. Two of them sent me back something that said, "I don't know." I sent them separate text messages. Well, we thank you for your time. We're going to send you an email that lets you know what you need to do next. If you can't tell me what we need to be successful on Monday, day one of principal filming, we don't need you. I don't know is your answer. Mm.
2: That's why so they gonna had lie. a
1: chance to keep their job. Oh, you were
2: giving them an opportunity to prove yes. their worth or prove yes. So that you could try to defend them to the overlord.
4: Exactly. Was it something that they knew?
1: They knew. They knew. This is Jacqueline. Mm-hmm. I'm your POC. We go to principal photography on Monday in this industry. Going to principal photography on Monday is a big deal.
2: And there's been rumblings about you at this point all oh, over yeah. the set and all over the production office. Absolutely. They know you're not there to deliver good news. So. Of the five to reply with some bullshit, they gone three to go.
1: The next three, they did it to themselves. I asked them directly as it relates to parts that we needed on set. I'll just say, for example, and this is your area. Please send me a picture of the camera. She said, I don't have a camera.
2: (laughs) But the line item budget of purchases says that a camera was bought.
1: A line item of purchases shows that a cameras was rented from whatever house and you don't have it. And we go to camera on Monday, let her go right then. And I called the company and I said, I will be over to get the camera myself. What? So I had two more to go.
2: So these other two, uh huh, is it the same missteps? Because it just seems like people just not yeah. being on their shit at all times.
1: That's what it was. And they were also upset that they brought me in. You got to know as well, this was a union shop. I'm not union.
4: Oh, oh, yeah, that's a very lead type shit.
1: And I wasn't mean to anybody. Please know that. I was actually trying my best. If I couldn't keep you in this position, let me shift you over to a PA because I need to keep union people on set. And then if I can't shift you over... That position just goes away,
2: and firing a union person is not. That ain't no. And that's that. No. It's like, oh no, there's going to be nah. conversations and emails and follow ups and shit, it, yeah. absolutely. So the so you you get up there and you fire all eight of these people. Yeah. Then what? Like, do you just go home? You go, all right, job well done. Good oh, luck no. with your film. Um,
1: not at all. That particular Saturday and Sunday, I rounded up all my PAS. And I had to start getting everything we needed to be successful on Monday morning. When that director walked in, when those EPs walked in, they knew absolutely nothing other than the two that I had to pull aside and say, hey, you need to let these people go. It was like normal business. We got that first shot off Mm. on time. Them executives were happy. So a job well done. Good for you, JG. No. Then they fired me. (laughs) <laughs>
2: what
4: the fuck? What? Are you serious?
2: What kind of roller coaster shit is this?
4: How the hell? Like How I can't the- even imagine going through the mental side of getting rid of eight people and and all this shit, whether I knew them or not. What getting rid of eight the people. fuck, Jacqueline? And then when did they when did they let you go? Like did they turn around and let you go that Monday or what?
1: Thirty seven days later, they let me go
2: third, Jacqueline got a text message. Said, what do you, you need from us? To be successful?
1: <laughs> and then this was the worst part. So that was a Thursday night. That Friday, I opened the office. I always open the office. I open the office one hour before call time. It just makes me comfortable. And I want to know that we're all in place and we can play. Even though I knew I was getting fired, I still want to do it. So we got some mail or whatever, and I called over to set and set actually happened to be like an hour away. And I called to say, hey, there's some mail here that needs to come up. And when I get a PA and this was me testing the waters, I said, when I get a PA in the office, I'm going to send it up there. And they said, no, when you get a PA in the office, we want you to come up here. There's no reason for me to be up there. I knew it.
2: So did you drive oh, or did you just hit them over the phone and let's go and do it, motherfucker? Man.
1: Oh no, I drove up there. I stopped by Dairy Queen and I got me a blizzard. And then I you drove knew this on the- your
2: last ride. Absolutely. Right.
1: Jocelyn's so I went ahead and got me a ride. blizzard.
4: <laughs> the fact that you stopped and got a blizzard on the way there, as far as I'm concerned, Roy, I know we don't really don't do it. But this this, this, is, this, is, this is this is this is this is CMO worthy.
2: Yes. You know this is CMO what? worthy. For stopping to get fucking ice cream on the way to <laughs> being fired because you didn't give a fuck no more.
4: No fucks to give. KG, you are... Cody's most outstanding employee of the week.
2: Mm. Oh. Brought to you by Voodoo Donuts. <laughs> goddamn important <pudding. laughs> That's an amazing wow. story, Jacqueline.
1: It was That's crazy. an amazing
2: story. Crazy. A mass firing. You get flown in the fire. You do yep. the firing and then you... Then the person that hired you got fired. Then you got fired.
5: Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: They brought you on the same budget, then fired you the same budget.
1: Absolutely.
2: That's thug. Absolutely. Thug. Oh fuck that movie! Whenever it comes out, <laughs> yeah, I don't care what it is. Let me know what that movie is, off air. I to I, I, I know it is. I
4: know it's not Confess Fletch, which you can actually catch. A oh, no, oh no, baby.
2: Oh no, baby. Confess Fletch. I'm yeah, we didn't fire nobody. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. It was a good movie. Let's get to Jonathan Coachman, man. We had this brother on earlier. <laughs> earlier this year. He is the host of The Early Edge. It's a wonderful, wonderful sports betting podcast. Uh, Jonathan Coachman, welcome back to the job fair.
6: Yes.
7: Oh, it's great to be and, back. Uh, great to be back. Now, I think. I this think.
2: is an episode where we just talk about fucked up yeah. ways you've been fired. That's yeah. all we're doing today. This is, We throw out the usual model of the show. And Mm -hmm. you you came on before and you talked about your time in the WWE, both as a wrestler and as an announcer. And then as an actual, you know, well not journalist, but actually covering and doing interviews and things of that nature. What we didn't get to ask you, coach, Mm -hmm. how are wrestlers fired? I'm sure you got a tale of you being fired. I want to hear a tale of you being fired. But when a wrestler, when a professional wrestler. His contract is up, and it's no more. Do they like come in? Like, did you just lose a match, and then Vince McMahon come in? Yeah, put put your put your leotard on, my fuck. Get the fuck out. Of here. <laughs> Take your ass. <laughs> I move the You have an up, agent. Get the fuck oh, out of here. Yeah, what happens? What happens so in that it, world? It, it, it all
7: it all depends. Because let's remember, these are big human beings. Yes, that fight for a living. Big. So if you are Brock Lesnar, for instance, and Famously, they were going to end his contract, Ooh. and they weren't about to do that in person. So Vince called right. him. Uh, they vol- they had a volatile relationship even to this day. But he was so scared of him one time, he wouldn't do it. Most of the time, most of the time. Mm. And this this is why right now I, I do not have a lot of good things to say about the WWE, and my story will reflect that, but also the <coughs> way they always handle business. Because for somebody loyal mm. like me to a fault and I'll admit mm-hmm. that to a fault with the WWE, then if they're just done with you, like, nope, ah, 10 years, it doesn't matter unless you're Stone Cold or Undertaker. And they still pay That's them awful. $5 million a year to exist. So usually you get a mm. phone call. and But in, in the world of wrestling, Roy, it'd be like if, I don't know, uh, if you're not being used for an extended period of time and you're showing up every week at the building, you kind of have an idea. That if you're Mm -hmm. not on the show, that you're probably not, they're not gonna pay you a six figure salary to just come and eat catering. You know what I mean? So that's usually how they do it. Or a guy screws up, or they get a DUI. Or if you're certain people, you can get four DUIs and they don't fire you at all. And so it all depends on who the person is. Uh For me, two years ago, it was bittersweet, but also maybe the best thing that ever happened to me. So I leave ESPN, I needed like a bridge because I didn't want to dip into my own money. So WWE brought me back, put me in a three-man booth. I hated it. I realized very quickly, I hate wrestling now. After being 10 years (laughs) at ESPN, I said, I don't want to be here. But then I had golf. I had other things I was doing. And so Mm -hmm. in the first 10 years, I missed one show. In that first eight months, I missed five to do golf. And so Vince got Mm -hmm. pissed, took me off the show, put uh, a female in. And great for her, she made history. Wasn't about me. So they then put me on the XFL. And they said, Vince called me directly. He goes, hey, I need you to help me here. XFL is restarting. I need you to be the the full-time pregame host, flying L.A. to New York every single week. So I worked for him for off and This is the COVID year
2: for XFL, right? Yeah, this is
7: 2020. Mm -hmm. This is the COVID year when it got stopped halfway through. So I didn't turn in my invoices right away. Why would I work for him for 20 years? I did two shoots on Christmas Day for Vince McMahon (gasps) during my time. Mm. And so why would I even worry about him paying me? So I get a check, $20,000. Hold it for a day or two. Put it in the bank, bounces. $20,000. So I text Kevin Dunn. I text Kevin Dunn, who's my oh, boss, shit. who was the person who oh, hired shit. me. I said, hey, <laughs> this, this check just bounced. He goes, oh, that's a lot of money. I saw the text to this day. I look at it just to motivate me. He goes, oh, that's a lot oh, of money. I said, I agree. Shit. Can you talk to Vince, please, and make this right? And I'll never forget what he texted back to me. <laughs> Coach, that's a different company. I don't think there's anything that we can do. Yet this, Yes, I still have it in my phone to motivate me that after 20 years of uh-huh. literally doing everything you asked me to do, yes. getting you on Center, getting you on ESPN, openly helping you get a billion-dollar deal, over $20,000, you're going to end a relationship? So That's fast right. forward two months, they knew they had done that to me. So I get a call from Michael Cole. Oh, coach, I, I, I don't know how to tell you this, but we're ending your WWE contract because he didn't want to face me because he what yes so because of the XFL bounced check they then ended my WWE contract but we're gonna pay you for 60 days in the middle of COVID oh oh thank you thank you very much so I just did all of that for you you're gonna pay me for 60 days Uh and that is when I said you know what I don't want the 20 grand I will make that 20 grand and Some 80 grants. times more than that. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. when that's when I started coming up with the ideas Ooh. for the early edge with Sportsline. And now, two years later, we're on top of the world. And so, thank you, Vince. And you can keep your 20
1: grand. Absolutely. Absolutely. Word.
0: Uh.
2: Say word. Uh, Vince McMahon, if you're listening right now, you can send me that 20. My name is Roy. <laughs> Roy
0: Biffin, and I can up with my routing
2: information. Uh, I don't know about that I don't know. Coach uh, crazy. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that is a hell of a story man well coach we always appreciate you you always have a home here on the job fair uh i'm gonna dabble in some of that early edge um i'm gonna wait for nfl playoffs you know it's still early in the season right now and you know we're gonna we're gonna see what these dolphins do that i wouldn't
7: wait i wouldn't wait i would not Mm -hmm. wait
2: Mm i'm gonna wait Mm to the playoffs coach it is still early in the season did you get a starbucks today did you get a starbucks today
5: He's, yeah. a Duncan he Starbucks. Starbucks He's a Dunkin' man. Starbucks and Dunkin'
7: man. How much did Duncan you spend today, Roy? How much did you spend on that today? I had about with the donut about five dollars. Dunkin'. Okay, so for two days of that, you can get Sportsline for an entire month.
4: Oh no, don't no, don't worry. I'm I'm already there, looking at it. Okay. I'm, I'm dominating
2: my league <laughs> right now, thanks to you, <laughs> sir. So yeah. Yes, sir. Cool, man. Well, Coach, thank you so much. Man. Thank we you appreciate so much. I, I, had so, you, I had so
7: much fun. I had so much fun. thing. Any I swear to God, you need anything for me, call me. All right? Call me. Believe yes, that right.
1: totally. Yes. Thank okay. you. Oh, that's so sweet.
7: Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at
6: letsmakeaplan.org.
0: Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
2: All right, let's just get to it, man. Now, we got a brother on the line here whose last day. uh, we could say officially he's a three timer now. I think we lost count of this brother, 30 to me. He's be been on office as much as Uncle Derek. Oh, <gasps>
1: uncle Derek yeah. has an iPad, but I'll tell you about that later.
2: Who who gave my uncle an iPad? <laughs> he don't Introduce know. I mean, Introduce the guest.
1: I'm going to tell you. Yeah, I introduced t- the guest.
2: Yeah. D- tell, tell us who's on the line.
1: It's Dalen Golf, and he's back with us to talk about his last day at Wingstop in the midst of a viral crisis within the company. And I want to know all about this.
2: What up, what up, what up? Now, Dalen Golf, we just had you on a minute ago talking about Jet Magazine and all that jazz and everything you're doing now. But you got off the phone before telling us about yep. why you left Wingstop. Because see, you, you came on this podcast, you was on Lemon Pepper Wing, and then you <laughs> had the job at Wingstop. Mm. You came back for Jet Magazine, new job. Something happened between them two episodes. They fire your ass. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. You're fucking up the chicken flavors. Oh.
4: Mm. oh they're selling frozen thighs. Mm. No.
5: <laughs> Ew. The line long enough as it is. <laughs> well, first of all, you black, you was only going to get one of two flavors, hot or lemon pepper. Like, let's just be lemon honest pepper. here. Lemon <laughs> lemon <laughs> <pepper>. <laughs> the rest of them was just extra credit from a black perspective. So let's just, <laughs> not, a just not a lot of argument. Not a lot of argument. You know, valid point. it's not valid racist point. if it's true. I'm just saying. True. <laughs> true. <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> but I left on my own. I did not get fired. Um I left on what my was own the last
2: day. What was the last day? Was it over the phone? Was it over text? Was it in person?
5: How did you...
2: Did you call him?
5: Did Rick Rick Ross create a hostile work environment because he wouldn't put his shirt back in? (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) not. Uh, We actually were in the plans... Did Rick Ross
2: accuse you of touching his (laughs) his breast? Did you touch (laughs) Rick Ross? (laughs) Mm. Brush no, up against-
5: no, respectfully, disrespectfully, <laughs> respectfully, <laughs> <sit on laughs> <their show> man. <laughs> no, did, did no part to that, respectfully. Um, actually, ironically, we were about to shoot. I was in the middle of a campaign to shoot a commercial at Rick Ross's house uh, for Thigh Stop. I don't know if you remember the Thigh Stop uh, execution. yeah, yeah. the, and the, and the COVID shortage. Yeah, 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 yeah COVID man. shortage. We had to figure out a way, so we came up with an. And ironically. That Thigh Stop uh, program won, uh, 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 what is it, Con- Can Con Award for one of the best promos um, that was done that year in advertising. Yeah. But it's like the it was Oscars the middle for of,
2: advertising, yeah.
5: Like yeah, the Oscars yeah. for advertising. So it won a super big award. I, I need, matter of fact, I need them to send me my award. I don't think they really. Anyway, that's <laughs> beside it. the point. Um, <laughs> but my last day, ironically, we ended up going viral. Um, That particular day, uh, because what would happen is I was head of social media, among other things, events, social media and partnerships. But I hired a guy that actually used to work on some of the Wendy's account. I hired him probably three or four months before I left just to be able to manage everything. And what we would do is the whole idea behind Wingstop social media is that it was all about the flavor figuring out ways to be able to tap into the nuances of flavor. And sometimes they would call me and they would say, Hey, is the flavor spicy today? I'd be like, yo, we got hot. We can go a little spicy. That meant there was some interaction from a relationship standpoint or people were talking about food and sex. And there was a mm-hmm. young lady that hit us up and was like, you know, wingstop wrench is, you know, so good. Uh, it must have, um, Not in it. Oh
2: my lord! Jesus Christ! Yes, this is what she tweeted. She tweeted to the Wingstop account, or she just tweeted out in general about Wingstop, just out in the into the ether on Twitter.
5: Yes, and tagged Wingstop and said Whoa. about how. Right. She, Repeat
2: it. Repeat it one more time. Repeat it one more time. All right, make sure. Well,
5: y'all gonna give me fired. Don't get me fired from my current job. Uh, she said, like "Fire are you, President." How did you President? How gonna fire you? Talk about right. wings. You're right. <laughs> Wingstop wrench has nut in it. Oh my! Is what she said.
1: No, 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 no! I, I will take off my headset. I'm gonna take my headphones off. No, Jacqueline, don't take your headset off.
2: This it's, is mm. come on, be reasonable. Nah, take them off. <laughs> you took don't deserve it. Take you, took them take off. That. Jacqueline, I'm sorry you had to hear that. Keep going.
5: Yeah, I was, I was, I was taken back. I didn't find out about this till my my social media manager was like, hey get a little spicy. There's something going on. She hit us up and I responded. I was like, okay. And I was over here like, well, this is my last day. So I don't really care, but I do care, but I don't care. And so he started going back with her flirting. Oh no. And said a response and was like, you know what? It is special white and you know, it's creamy, but it does not contain any of the, and he put in the the, I'm at emoji. It, the
2: emoji for uh, for a walnut.
5: Yes, yeah, mm. I'm following he, right now. It's... He does. He did not. You know, he was talking strictly it's about. Boy, stop. Yes, mm. and so he just started going back and forth with her. She kept upping the Annie. He kept responding, but really keeping it all about food. And it just kind of blew up to whereas people start <laughs> right finding it, retweeting it putting it out there and mind you, this didn't, if you know how Twitter works, it didn't show up on our page, like our, our social media feed, it didn't show up. But if you go to the mentions and you see it and follow it, then you can be able to find out. So it kind of was a little bit of, from a nuanced standpoint, oh my. but it ended up being a whole interaction that blew up and went viral. Now I don't recommend this for social media managers in this part of it, but the results from that particular day were about 11% increase in Twitter followers in one day. Wow. Went viral. It was in Ad Age. It was in Newsweek. It was on news. It was PR, free PR that kind of went from that. And I told the social media manager that day, hey, here's the reality. If it goes well, take all the credit. If it goes bad, (laughs) blame me because I'm leaving anyway. And he was like, oh, I like those odds. And it ended up being phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So
2: I'm going to I'm going to read this exchange (laughs) between Wingstop and the originator of this account. And this, by all means, somebody should have gotten fired for this. It's hilarious (laughs) and brilliant. And the fact that you were there to lay on the sword, I'm being honest. I really feel like that's the only reason that social media dude wasn't fired because they had someone that was trusted within the company who could go, mm-hmm. Hey y'all, it's going to be okay. Anyway, I'm going to jet magazine, but don't fire that <laughs> little <motherfucker."
5: laughs>
2: So this woman, K cookie dough, both with a K, K cookie dough. Wingstop ranch. Got to have nut in it. Ain't no way. It's just that good. Wingstop. It's a special white sauce, but it doesn't contain nut. Wingstop. You got to chill. Wingstop replies, you brought it up. Are we flirting right now? I don't know. Are we? Are you close to Texas? Wingstop headquarters in Dallas. So, yeah. <laughs> Kay says, I'm three hours away. I'll be there soon. Breaded or naked? <laughs> to which Wingstop replies, breaded is great. But bone-in sounds like a better option. Whoa, now. <laughs> <laughs> My man
5: Whoa. was laying it all thick. Oh, <laughs> wait, for, wait for First it. Wait for it.
2: Then Kay goes, God, I need you in me. To which Wingstop replies, All you got to do is open your mouth. Whoa, now. (laughs) Wow. I mean, game, set, match, Wingstop.
5: (laughs) One of the best hires I ever did. One of the best hires. She went to a Wingstop location and bought a bag of Wingstop. So I had the conversation with the executives like, this literally turned into a sale. This turned into money, real actualized money, as well as all of the eyeballs that saw it. Now it's free advertising because you don't pay for that. People pay millions of dollars in order to be able to interact with people, to have people talking about it, to follow all of that stuff. It was free advertising. Now I did have a VP that texts me at about 11 o'clock that night. And mind you, he very conservative, probably go to sleep every night at nine thirty, up at 6. AM he texts me and was <laughs> like, uh, Uh, is heating up. Uh, What can we do? And I saw it and I looked and I was was like, oh, I'm not responding to that. Oh, he was panicked. He was absolutely panicked. The key is I set it up beforehand. I didn't know all of this was going to happen. But in the executive meeting, the last one actually I had before I left, before I even told him I was leaving, I told them that people are in a relationship with Wingstop. Either they're in a committed relationship where they go every single week, 10 piece, lemon pepper, all flats, extra crispy, you know, that do that. Or maybe they're working out all the time. And you know what? I'm just craving. I'm about to cheat on my workout. I'm going to cheat on my diet. It will not stop. Either way, there's a relationship that's there. And sometimes that relationship kind of leans into a sexual nature. And we need to have the ability or the freedom to be able to play with that. And they all was like, okay. So the executive that I was talking about that was freaking out. He wasn't the one I had talked to previously. The His bosses I are all straight. So I asked, how are your boss? How does the CEO feel about this? And he said, well, the CEO, he isn't worried yet. So I said, well, why the hell are you worried then? Like, let it be. I promise mm-hmm. when this is all said and done, you'll be thanking me. And sure enough, we went back and forth the whole time. And the last text he sent me was like, you did a phenomenal job of setting up the level of um the level and the ability for the senior leadership team to be comfortable with this type of conversation. Kudos, congratulations on your next move. Can't wait to see what happens. So, it ended up coming full circle, but he was sweating bullets the night before. He he even said his wife told him to calm down. And I was like, "If your <laughs> wife telling you to chill, come on, bro." Fall like back. That's, we, that's good. real. We got this. If you mad that it's
2: vulgar and there's a woman telling you you gotta chill out, yeah, you
5: definitely in the wrong. Yeah. yeah. So, it all works out. That was my last day. Mike dropped, And that guy didn't get fired. He actually got promoted and promoted yes. and promoted. And, yes. promoted, and yes. it's still, nice. you know, killing the That's game the on right. that end. He's one of my favorite hires. And I'm definitely proud of the work that he was doing.
2: Dalen Golf, we love you as always. I
5: appreciate y'all. Thank you for having me well, back. Especially oh, man, a
2: free time club member. We'll follow your journey at JetMag.com. Thank you so Absolutely. much for coming on the job
5: fair and sharing. Follow us on state. social. All that good stuff. My just story, man. Appreciate everything again, as always. Yes, sir. All right. Last
2: Appreciate night. you. We are still talking and celebrating your last day. We got a brother that used to work at a sneaker store in New York City, I understand. And he told his told his supervisor, kiss his ass in front of all of the customers. That's always a good time. I can't wait. And I know we uh, got somebody from uh, New York on the phone with a... Apparently got fired from a footlock or some shit. JG, rack him up.
1: We have Stanley with us on the line, and he goes by Stan. Stan is originally from Brooklyn, but currently resides in Staten Island. When he's not working maintenance in the city, he runs his own graphic design company. Stan will be sharing a story about the time he got fired from a sneaker store in New York.
2: Stanley, welcome, welcome to the show, Stanley. Thanks, thanks for having me, guys. Now, before we get into this story, how does a black man get on Staten Island? Respectfully, (laughs) and I try to shit on where you live. Love ain't but the money or love. Them the only two reasons you can go to Staten Island. Which one was it for you?
3: It was, it was love. I love this. So, like, I I met this girl and I told her. I her name was Teresa and she was, you know, she she was uh, going through a divorce with her husband and whatever. So we linked up. She, she was just like, hey, I'll, I'll live with you. And I was like, okay, mind you, she's a Italian girl. And she lived, she's a Italian girl from Brooklyn that moved to Staten Island and she lived in Bay Ridge.
2: Oh, shit. Her divorce must have really been bad. She agreed to move into the hood with a nigga. She was like, I, <laughs>
3: hey, I uh, She was like, all right, uh, I'm going to start looking for a house on Staten Island. And I was just like, all right, I'll move to Staten Island. And she was like, because, you know, I want to have a kid. But she was like, look, do you want to stay here and you you don't want to do this? I understand. And I was like, look, and we found a house and that's why I'm here. So
2: real quick, Stanley, give us a story, brother. You got fired at this sneaker store. Lay it down for us real quick.
3: 1999, in the Empire State Building, there was a sneaker store that called the U.S. U.S. Athletics, right next to Hooligans. Uh, it was two managers. It was the, the main manager and then it was the uh, assistant manager. The main manager... Was cool. It was a white dude from freaking Queens. He 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 he, he was. He had the crazy hair like the uh, uh, um, what is it like the uh, glam rock style with the like poison, yeah. like, you know that? Yes. Mm. And he was always like, "Yo, Stan, you got yo yo. You got to come out. We got to do shots. I know all these parties in the Queens." Blah blah. And the uh, assistant manager was this little short, marine cut white kid. Like like he was just Mister by the books. So uh, uh, um, I used to come in, dude, because I was young. So we used to go out. My, my partying used to start Thursday night. So you go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then you use Tuesday, Wednesday to recoup. That was it, because New York City back then, there was a party every night. You go to Mars, go to Tunnel, go to Nels, go to Save the Robots, you go to the world. And we ha- we knew people in all these locations, and, and so we just go out and party. And I come in all drunk, coked up, you know, whatever. At work, nigga. So
1: you just didn't sleep.
3: Nah, oh, dude, I dude. That's
2: why uh, you had, had to, no you- choice but to do cocaine, <laughs> <laughs> lots of cocaine. You
3: know, so, all right. So the one of the main things I-, I loved about that job is you get all the tours. So you get all these girls, like from Sweden, London, whatever, and they want to try shoes on and whatever. And me being in my, you know, early early twenties, I'm like, yo, yeah, well, what's up? What are you guys doing? You know, what's up? And I, and these girls would be like, yeah, what's what's what is there to do in New York? And I'd be like, oh, I I know all the spots, you know, oh, you know, here's oh, my shit. number, you know, right, <laughs> you know? yo, I, and I, I I got so much I got so much booty out of that job that I was just like, it, it, it was like that, so. The one manager, he, because I was spending. These girls were from Sweden, and I was just like, these chicks came in with, 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 with like, like the uh, remember the old school gym shorts with that with the white line that was ran down the side. Oh you know, yeah, those? biking shorts oh, in yeah. the nineties. Yep, yep, yeah, shorts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They had those mm. things, but it had Short the booty. They had the booty meat coming out, so I was like,
2: oh
4: ah,
5: yeah, that,
2: yeah. Yeah. Swedish and, girls with booty. OK. Yeah, yeah.
4: That's and that's what I said. And they were like, I said, hey, Ikea meatball booty. And, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, hey,
3: said, they said, hey, what's uh, what's what's it's Friday night. Uh, what's is there anything going on in uh, in New York City? And I was like, oh, yeah, there's something going on. So I'm trying to set up a, a meet with these with these girls and whatever. But they're buying sneakers because I was also good at selling things. I, I was also <laughs> good. I had that gift of God. But I guess uh, the little short assistant manager uh, um, thought I was taking a little too long, but he didn't say anything. He was just, you know, sitting back there like this. You're just but clocking this, it, uh, yeah. Yeah. But this other man came over and was like, uh, and I ignored him because I was asking a question from, from the girls. And he was like, excuse me, boy you taking a little too long with these customers. And I... No, uh, did Yep. He said, excuse me, boy, you are taking okay. a little too long with mm-hmm. these customers. Mm-hmm. And I turned around. I was like, hold on. Uh, what's the problem, sir? I was like, do you see I, I'm with a, comp- a customer right here? I'm talking to these girls. I'm trying, you know. And he was like, and, uh, from, my, from my, from my, you know, from where I'm standing, it doesn't seem like you're selling them anything but a good time. And I was like... I'm like, well, this is how I sell. I have, you know, it's it's just like when I'm finished with them, I'm gonna talk we'll talk to you, ask you about your day. And, and I was like, and yeah. I I really don't appreciate appreciate you calling me boy. It was like, well, that's what you are. You're a boy. I was like, my man, nice calling me count. call calling me a boy is it's it's like calling me a nigga He was like, yeah, but I didn't call you a nigga That's why I called you a boy. I was like.
4: Oh son!
3: Oh yeah. oh! Yeah. oh. Yeah. No, I, and dude, I, I was nah, like, nah, young, I, and, nah. I, and I and I said, oh. Nah, and then and then little the little assistant man come over here and was like, is there a problem? Is there a problem, Stanley? Is there a problem? I see. I, uh, what's going on here? And I'm like, this what this? I was like, this customer called me a, a boy, but he meant to call me a nigga, and he was like, hey, look, <laughs> uh-huh. I, and he, he goes, hey i didn't say it right i'm like oh and and he was like uh, and then the manager the assistant manager he goes when he goes to step in between us he doesn't mind you he didn't touch the white guy he puts his hand on my chest and pushes me back and i said and i I tapped his hand i was like what the hell you brushing me off for i'm not the one being you know talked to in that matter he was like you just need to learn your place. And I was like, I was like, nigga, suck a dick. I was like, you and him can suck a dick. He was like, What's what's this land? Well, look, where's this language coming from? I'm like, wait a minute,
4: minute, hold on, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. Now they ask you about language? Yeah. Because you said (laughs) suck a dick. Yeah. My man straight up said boy to you. Yeah. But now they're concerned about fucking language? Like, for real? Stanley, you get props to me for not smacking the shit out of people, to be honest.
3: As the, uh, the boss of this place, one of the boss of the place, your job is to protect the employees. The customer is not always right. He was just like, you know what, Stan? I am done with your I'm done with your shenanigans. You're fired. Oh, I'm fired? That's how we're gonna do? All right, cool. Later. I'm gonna get downstairs and get my shit and I'm out of here. He was like, Yeah, yeah, do that. Do that. And I so I'll go downstairs. Mind you, this is back when the only Jordans that were really We had was remember the uh, uh, there were only like the black and red ones and and the red and white, it was in like the Jordans
2: came and went, they were seasonal, they weren't like an around year round staple.
3: Yeah, so I used to do all the inventory, so Mm -hmm. I went downstairs. I and being for Brooklyn, you always carry like Brooklyn kids, you always carry backpacks because you always have like change of shirt. Underwears, toothbrush, because you never know, you know, some dudes used to have that s- Yes, like a weapon in the back, like the gun or the whatever, the toast, whatever. So I go down there, I put all my stuff, I take off my Witchcomb USF US athletic shirt, throw that shit, put on my whatever shirt, and then I look up and I'm like, oh shit, yeah, we just got we got all the we got new Jordans in. And I took, my back then my size was nine and a half. So I took five red and black, nine and a halves, and then I, we had the black and blues. So I took five of those, nine and a half. And then you know how the old way used to t- tie cardboard up with the twine, you know. Like, yeah. yeah. So I went whoop, whoop, had five there, five there. And we had the little handle with the hook, so I put one up there, put my backpack up, walked upstairs. He was at the top of the stairs. I dropped the, mm-hmm. I dropped the, dropped both, both of the things, both their boxes of Jordans. I said, I dare you to say something. And I did the stance oh, like, dare you to say something? And he, and he and I took off my glasses. He saw the seriousness of my face. He stepped to the side. I walked by, and then dudes in the back was like, "Oh, wait, hit me up on my head!" I said, "Hit me up on my head!" <laughs> and I walked out the door. And I walked out the door. So that, so, and then I that was it. So he got back to me like, "Hey, yo, your mom." is looking for you she said you got mail at the crib you need to come in because it looks important and i was like all right so next day i go to my i go to my mom's house you know we hang out whatever And she was like oh yeah by the way you got this mail and i'm like i don't know i was like i open it (laughs) full check full check because i they gave they sent me my check like sent me my and and full and i didn't i didn't even and i didn't even work the full two weeks I got uh, like, I got fired on that Friday. So they paid me for that. uh, And that was like the first week. So they gave me an extra week of pay.
2: (laughs) That's that boy service. They gave you that boy service. That was it. Thank you. Stanley, thank no you very much for that story, thank brother. You. I like your glasses. We appreciate you, man, and good luck to you, you and you the family too. out there in Staten Island, man. Hold it thank down you for guys. us. Thank you for listening, man. Take care, home. Thank we you. Appreciate it. It's a job fair. We'll be right back.
7: Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at
0: letsmakeaplan.org. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that?
2: I want to talk with someone that has worked in television for quite a while. <laughs> and third, you're going to love this. <laughs> NHL draft pick. Work? How you go from hockey to TV? We got to figure that out. And we're going to find out a little bit more about the television show that they just, um, that they just moved over to Comedy Central. Uh, Stephen Colbert prevents, presents. Tuning out the news. JG, who do we have on the line?
1: It's RJ Freed. RJ has many talents. Right now, he is the showrunner, executive producer, writer, and performer of an animated series. And that show is Stephen Colbert Presents, like you said, Roy, Tuning Out the News, which airs on Wednesday nights on Comedy Central after The Daily Show. It's Emmy nominated and it highlights topical news of the day. So welcome, RJ.
6: Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Now, RJ,
2: welcome aboard the job fair. And uh, you all do wonderful work over there. And I actually low key, I'll be honest, tuning out the news uh, since it came on board over at Comedy Central. It's one of those shows that I envy to a degree because animation gives you so much more crazy yep. things that you can mm-hmm. do because it's not rooted in the 3D universe and you can send the correspondence to all of the yep. places that we don't have a budget for at the Daily Show anymore. So in that regard, it's uh, the truth is the truth, Jacqueline. I'm sorry. I'm not talking shit. We got no money. Okay, We got no money. We got to send Klepper to all the good shit overseas. I get sent to Atlanta in a kayak to ruin my goddamn Nikes. Mm, RJ. <laughs> He's nice hurt, RJ, nice about those shoes. <laughs> they were nice shoes. I didn't know that yeah. we were actually getting a fucking kayak. They said we were doing whatever. RJ, <laughs> tell us a little bit. Let, let's talk about the show first, because the thing that's interesting about tuning out the news is that y'all also have the ability to satirize a lot of different styles.
6: Yeah. So the, this show started out on CBS All Access, and then we moved to Paramount Plus, and now we're on Comedy Central. It's, so what it is, it's a show where yes. we combine... Animated, thank you so much. We combine animated news anchors who talk to real people. And we've developed this pipeline where we can actually do same day animation, uh, which is uh, wild and fun. And, uh, you know, like you said, Roy, I think the, the great part is that... You know, sometimes it's nice to wear a mask uh, when you're doing comedy. Mm. Uh, it, it's nice for Sasha Baron Cohen to be able to dip in the bow rat. It's nice for Stephen Colbert to dip in the, Stephen Colbert, the character, because that thing gets away with so much more. Exactly what you're saying. And there was there's been times where I remember sitting in at it with Stephen and, and we did some bit about, you know, something dark, whatever, you know whatever it may be. And he he was just like. I could never say, I could never put my face behind that joke. It's, it's the fact that it has animated character. Some, Mm -hmm. some lets the medicine go down a little easier. How did you all figure out that process with the animation? Because I know South park
2: is usually on a six day production schedule with Mm -hmm. most of their stuff, but yeah, is it like without giving away, you know, the, the, the secret recipes and all that shit is the idea you figure out, okay, we know this will be the basic structure or location of the thing. And then we figure out how to tie it to something current. Cause to me, that's what's so fascinating about the show is that it's animated, but it's fucking talking about shit that just happened this week, last week.
6: Yeah. It's wild. And the technology allowed for this show to happen. And so what I I can, I mean, I can speak to, you know, this is a lot of Adobe products. They developed this product called Adobe animator where, Mm -hmm. um, It's a motion capture uh, with just, you know, your webcam right on your on your computer. Uh, So you develop these kind of two dimensional puppets, essentially. And as you move, the puppet moves. And so what happens is. It's wild. And so we have these guests come on. We'll be in a Zoom studio. And so we have the performers. They're all wearing mics, kind of like what I'm wearing right now. And, uh, they will go through and perform the script simultaneous to that. There's animators all over the country who are actually playing the character and moving them. And so what happens in an edit, that audio, that video all gets married up, graphics, you know, video, uh, clips, uh, everything gets all married up. And becomes a show that night. So it comes together over the course of like five or six hours. Okay. Um, You know, we used to do these. It's (laughs) wild.
4: This shows are excellent brother, by the way, if y'all are pulling them together in four or five hours based off the current news stream, uh, extra props. uh, as a production guy. That's, that's impressive, man.
2: So RJ, you've done a lot, this business. You've, you know, worked with old David Letterman, the late show. You was over there with, uh, Lawrence O'Donnell over there at MSNBC, you ran with Robin Big on MTV, John Stewart, Stephen Colbert, Conan O'Brien, and you know, been working on some of your Emmy nominated stuff for your own. Fairview over on Comedy Central, Washingtonia, shout out to them. Hmm. But before all of that, (laughs) RJ, you were in the NHL. From Harvard?
6: Well. Coop Law grad from
2: Harvard and was like, let me go play this hockey. Thank you. Book a yacht down South Georgia girl pulled this up.
6: Did you get drafted while at Harvard? So the NHL draft, you're eligible when you're like 17, 18 years old. So I was right. drafted after high school. Oh, it's like baseball. Or-
2: they can just claim you and then send you off to college to go do whatever.
6: Exactly. I should note, I did not play a game in the NHL. So what happened was, oh. uh, so I went off to college, played four years. I was drafted by the Florida Panthers and would do their kind of rookie camps during the summer, all the different stuff. Uh, and then after college, uh, I graduated the lockout year in 2004 of uh, hmm. the NHL. So there was no NHL. There was just the kind of minor leagues and, and all that. And so... I went off to play. I, don't, I wasn't good enough to play in the NHL, uh, you know, at least at that time. And so I went off to play. I think, you know, around that time, I, I signed with the, the Ottawa Senators and yes. uh, went to the rookie camps, got to play with some fantastic players. I think the peak of my career kind of knew where I was ready to move on. Uh, I don't know if you know the goalie, Dominic Hasek. He's one of the greatest Absolutely.
4: Ah, yes. goalies of yep. all time. Yeah. He was, Greatest. Just keep up, JG. It's all right. We got you. We'll take it. Yeah, we <laughs> no, you. L-
1: explain. Go ahead. So, so, I'm talking to Michael Jordan. I'm talking to RJ. <laughs> Go okay. ahead, RJ. Okay. okay, okay. Jeez.
6: Legendary goalie. He was okay. because of the lockout. He was playing in the minor leagues with uh, little old me. Oh. Um, got to shoot on him, play with him, and then and then finally, I got I was in the shower, and it was just me and Dominic Kashuk, and I thought I've. I'm showering with one of the greatest goalies of all time. What? Uh, I think what? I'm ready to move on. Yeah. Wait. That was it. Yeah, it doesn't and to get so better. I- it doesn't get any better than this. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, yeah, well, the players all shower together in the locker room.
1: I understand that, but it's just you and him. I understand you're not right next to each other, but you thought this was exciting? Yeah, well, well I to thought... to be in the presence of greatness. Thank you, RJ. I'm listening, RJ. If you
2: took a shower with Michelle Obama, that'd be one of the greatest moments of your life. I would never
1: tell anyone that. <laughs> i
2: wouldn't i'm sorry i
1: don't
6: understand it's okay, okay. so uh what happened was I, I started to love comedy around this time and, okay. and uh you know thought do i want to be do i want to ride a a bus around you know the minor leagues uh or or go off to los angeles and and uh you know sit at a computer and make jokes and, and decided I'd, I'd rather do the latter and so
1: hmm.
6: so quit And uh, I went and did that. Love it. Love it. Uh,
1: You seem so calm and collected. Do you like throw things at the wall or eat too many M&Ms? I mean, when everything is (laughs) moving so quickly, what are you doing, RJ? I'm
6: curious. It helps to have the hockey background because that is Mm -hmm. a very intense environment. And it's very tough. I remember one time Michael Strahan was on... Uh, was on Letterman and you know Letterman saying what time do you have to wake up to do uh, was it Good Morning America or whatever? He said 5 a.m. and Dave was like, Oh my god, how the hell do you do that? And Michael's like, I played in the NFL. This is this is nothing, you know. And so I think having gone through that that the boot camp that is, you know, uh college hockey and pro hockey, it makes a lot of this stuff uh, you know, uh much more manageable, I would say. Okay. Hmm. The show is
2: Stephen Colbert presents tuning out the news. It is Wednesday nights on comedy central after the daily show, brother RJ free. Thank you so much for thank coming you, on RJ. the job fair You're and uh, do what you fair. can to stay stress-free. Thank you so much. Big fan of you all. Thank all right. you so much. Oh, thank all you brother. Good. Have a good one. All right. Take care. That's the show. Royce job fair is a product of iHeartMedia, comedy central paramount, South Park and Princeton Productions. Another My Last Day in the Books. RoyceJobFair at gmail.com. We want you to be a part of the show. This is the People Podcast. Yes, please. Just like ignorant Ass Stanley. <laughs> Ignite Ass Stanley. What? Damn. Still enjoying. Just got fired. I called oh. a nigga. Oh, facts. I respect that. <laughs> I respect facts. that.
4: I like anybody leaving with new shoes from a place they got fired from. I, I, I like that.
2: That's um, how you go out. Anyway, uh, back to the regularly scheduled business next week. I'll we'll probably talk about some finances. Or maybe we'll meet Champagne Lady. I'm not sure which one, oh. which one we want to set up first. We'll figure it out. We'll figure that out in internal conversations later. Um, it's been good. Um, but before we go, you know, I just want to ask both of y'all, you know, uh what do you need for me to be successful on oh.
0: Damn.
1: I have a full email coming to you, trust me. To
6: <laughs>
4: right.
1: Jacqueline, like I already right. know what I need. I gotta
2: listen. <coughs> you ain't gonna catch me slipping, brother.
4: Parameters, computers, I got all kind of stuff ready for you. I've been listening. Damn that. I ain't catching me asking for another pack of backwoods. Uh, like
2: that. <laughs> that's the show.
3: This has been a Comedy Central podcast.
0: Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh?
1: Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves.
5: So we could go surfing.
1: Oh. I <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah,
5: ski slopes. Let's
1: do it. Um tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby.
7: Wait!